On this episode of DC On Screen, we are talking about our return to the DC animated universe, Justice League versus The Fatal Five. It's been a while. It absolutely has. We're going to get more into that. Right here, after this. Here soon. <laughs> you think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Hey, hey, welcome into DC On Screen. I am Dave, and I am just letting you know that we wound up with a pretty busy schedule this week. And I didn't really have time uh, to really keep track of the news, but we were going to try to do a rewatch and review of Batman 89. That movie is 30 years old this week, and we've been promising our, our good friend, Chris White, that we would review it with him. And by God... We almost got it together, but stuff fell apart on his end and uh, with work, and and then there were some quality issues that Jason was concerned about uh, as far as doing a phone interview or a phone review, I should say. So uh, we, we wound up postponing it, and we both kind of thought, well, we do have a Justice League versus the Fatal Five review that we never released. So let's release that and collect ourselves. Get it together, damn it. And that's where we are. Uh, we will do that Batman 89 review. And um, we will make good on that promise. I'm not sure when it will happen. Before we jump back in time to our review, I want to remind you that we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DC on screen. Five bucks a month gets you extra content like Jason's pull list. Where Jason reviews one of the comics he buys every week. Chasing squirrels. One of the strange tangents we excise from the podcast, uh, Marvel reviews, and so on. Also, uh, I never talk about this, but if you do want DC on screen swag, a shirt, or uh, some sort of other uh, apparel, dconscreen.com and click on shop. All right. One last thing, I promise. One last thing. Right near the end of this review, my house lost power. And for it's one of the rare instances where Jason and I are in the same house. We're in the same room, and um, I, I think I think there's something in the review. Uh, I haven't gone back and listened to it, <laughs> um, but there is something in the review that uh, I think we we talk about it. Uh, we talk about that. But I did. I lost power. I have a battery backup surge protector. Totally saved our asses, but it freaked us out. I am leaving that in. You can actually hear the computer working trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, see you next week. Welcome into DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. And this is my co-host, Jason Goss. We've been recording for hours. Hours and hours. And now we're talking about Justice League versus the Fatal Five. All right. So, uh, <laughs> this movie was okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I feel like, you know, it's one of those things for like the majority of the movie. Um, I felt like they were just really, uh, 
I'm not used to looking at you. Are you looking <laughs> at something trying to get my attention? Or? No, no. Okay. I was I was awaiting. Okay. Yeah. For the majority of the movie, I was sitting there going, this is, I feel like, a mediocre movie that they are just trying to win us over with nostalgia on. No, I didn't have that feeling. And But then by the end of it, I was like, Oh shit! There are actual stakes here, and the and the the sun is about to come apart, and this character is going to sacrifice himself for it. Yeah, I thought it paid off hugely. It did pay off hugely, but for and the, you felt it, like they were using the old voices, and you were like, "What are you doing to me?" Well, they're using are the old manipulating voices. Manipulating me? Yeah, they were using the old voices, and then like every time the characters would show up, it would be like do 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 do. Yeah, I'm they like, used <gasps> the old music. Yeah, and they were using the old music, and that was that made me happy. Yeah, and but then like. I was also going like, what are we doing here, though? Like, I don't care about this Fatal Five. <laughs> I don't. It's just another villain. It's just like they'll defeat him. What are we? What? Yeah. What, what's, what are we doing? What's the point of this movie? Right. And uh, the, and like, okay, we got Jessica Cruz. That's cool. And oh, they mentioned John. Cool. So we know John Stewart's there. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay. There's Kyle. There's John. Okay. Which their version of Kyle didn't look like the Kyle from justice league but, no but and slash right. superman but yeah. you know whatever he didn't necessarily have to completely uh they they've changed the designs plenty in this Kyle's changed anyway. a lot um but yeah I, I i enjoyed it it was fun to see those guys back and hear their voices mm-hmm. superman batman wonder woman mm-hmm. um i thought they were used well they were used well all together i think it was a pretty tight movie it, it was. It was like, just, I get why kind of in the middle it felt maybe a little bit ambling. It did. I was sort of just, what are we doing? What I get that. It, it does kind of, um, and I'm, I'm calling it a tight movie because the end, um, in the last 15 minutes, you kind of realize, oh, this is what we're doing. And they wrap it up pretty well mm-hmm. all at the same time. Well, I also found out, I read later, like after the movie, I, was, I looked it up. And it was not originally supposed to be in the DC animated universe. Like it was, they were supposed to use the same art design as the Justice League Doom. Oh, huh. And um, yeah. So and then they were like, no, let's make this. Blah, 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 blah. And then Tim, Bruce Timm's like, I consider this canon. And I'm like, mm, you consider a lot of things canon. Yeah, I'm buddy. not sure we trust you. Yeah, not after Batman and Harley Quinn. No, I don't trust. No, him. you're not on the list anymore, buddy. I mean, he's on the list. He's just. Mm. And he's on probation. Yeah, <laughs> probation is not restriction. He's on probation. <laughs> um, but it still had Alan Burnett and you know Sam Register and all the appropriate people, I think. Right. But um, by the way, did you notice who was doing uh, Two Faces' voice? No, I meant uh, to look up the cast for this whole because I was sitting there going, I, I didn't get to. I was sitting there looking at uh, looking at Two Face and listening to him. I said, I love the Two Faces here, but that's not Richard Mull. Yeah. My wife looks it up. She's like, no, someone named Bruce Tim. I went, (laughs) (laughs) all right. (laughs) Well done. You snuck in, you bastard. Well done, Bruce. Uh, But I I think I'm willing to, they they took enough pains to make this canon. I'm okay with it being canon. And uh, it's not like Batman and Harley Quinn. I'm not going, nope, this isn't it. No, that I was willing to reject outright. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Jessica Cruz's storyline. Yeah, a lot. I mean, I, I showed her uh, that scene out, the the campground scene, the, you know, ultra-violent, mm-hmm. holy shit, beginner, you know, f- like, five minutes into the movie scene. It was like, uh, my wife went through and I was like, hold on, let me show you something real quick. This isn't an animated movie. And I clicked to it, and it was just, like, all three of them sitting there, and you see the gun, and then it cuts away to Jessica, and then you hear the, you know, the gunfire and the collapse, and she's oh, my God. 
Uh-huh. I was like, wait. And then she it gets to the next scene. It's the girl like, no, 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 please. No, no, no. And and which is even more kind mm-hmm. of violent in a way. And another gunshot body hits the ground. It's like, holy shit. Are they showing this to kids? I was like, kind of no, but no, not really. It was like, it, like, these are the original voices of like, basically this movie is made for me. Like, uh-huh. this is a bunch of people who know, who want to hear Kevin Conroy. Yeah. And watch that when they're like, this is made for 30 year olds that watch animated movies. So. <laughs> you're safe like it's like because i don't like like eight-year-olds shouldn't be watching this movie it's like i kind of agree that's pretty brutal <laughs> that's pretty brutal <laughs> i would have loved that shit if i was eight years old though probably i would have been fine i think i'd have been watched, fine too i watch shit like that anyway it's one of those where like i i think i'd have been fine too but if if you have an eight or a nine-year-old uh-huh. and they're about to watch this movie i would probably pull you aside and say hey there's a scene where this happens just mm-hmm. so, just before you I, I would feel like they should be informed because mm-hmm. that was pretty graphic yeah. But I really, really loved um, the portrayal of like Jessica's therapy. Yeah, was great. Mm-hmm. Like uh, every day, I'm getting better in every way, or whatever she says, and just kind of wakes up like this bullshit. Uh, yeah, her attitude. But you know, she was that was uh, Diane Guerrero from uh, Doom Patrol. Nice. That's Crazy Jane. Nice. Yeah, I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Um, God, she's all over the therapy board. <laughs> but <laughs> the um. The portrayal of therapy, how it works, how it feels, how she says later in her meetings, like, it's been three years. I just need something. Like, I need a magic trick. Like, I just need something that actually works, like a pill or something like that. Mm. Everybody who's ever been in therapy has that exact reaction at some point. Just, is there not, like, modern science doesn't have something you can just give me and make this go away. No. Yeah. I, I loved her uh, her arc as far as, like, her mental health goes in this movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. I liked, I liked their portrayal of mental health. Mental, mental illness uh, in general her yeah, and star boys like Starboy, uh, yeah yeah now as far as i know there is no medication where like if you miss it once you're done i don't think that's a thing well it's a that was a you know futuristic drug yeah. that does not futuristic exist drug that doesn't who the hell knows actually what what was wrong with that guy i know uh, i mean it could be the same kinds of disorders in the future and they have a medication that reacts differently but currently <laughs> with mm-hmm. current medications you just get back on your meds and I loved like how everyone kept dismissing him and being like, no, you stay here. Like, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm a superhero. You don't understand. I'm a superhero. Please. Yeah. For that to, to pay me. off and later then, with that Yeah. And then he like, that line. saves everyone. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I knew it was going to really happen. Touching. I knew he's going to save everyone. I just didn't know it was going to be in that way. Yeah. And that wound up being really powerful and really, uh, I got a little choked it was up. Very touching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a little choked up. Yeah. Throat closed a little bit on that one. Mm hmm. I mean, him kind of like, Dully explaining, he's like, "No, I could use my ring." It'd take a thousand Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Superman, he's not, he's not enough. Star Boy, Star Boy, take me up there. Like that was all. Yeah, that was all great. And then for him to like, he's just so peacefully accepted yeah. that. Don't fate. you see, it has to be me. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was, it was, just, it was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, God, I loved, I loved those guys being back though. Mm-hmm. It felt great to hear him again. Mm-hmm. It really did. Like it, it, it does the heart good. When um when they're inside of his mind and he's showing him like the hall of the legionnaires yeah I like just started giggling and I was, uh, told my wife I was like you know those those DC universe classics figures that I have she's mm-hmm. like yeah like, uh one day if I ever have enough money I'm gonna buy the box set that's for the legion mm-hmm. and the box set that's for the legion like folds out and it is that it's that it, scene it pretty is much. it is that scene and they've just got like. The, the actual packaging, those will never come out of the box. Yeah. Because the packaging for those, they're all in their, like, displays. Mm-hmm. And there's even one that's empty for Invisible at. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done. Yeah. yeah. That'll go on your list at some point. 
Oh yeah, it'll it's 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 in my brain. It was a cool scene though, in general, just because you got to see everybody kind of see mm-hmm. like Miss Martian getting to be like, "I made it," you know, and and Jessica having to see herself and be like, "Yeah, fuck, I got to live up to that." And even better, Batman just doesn't look anything like me. <laughs> yeah, I love I loved his reaction. They did him well in this movie in general. Yeah, he said something stupid as hell. He said something, but Kevin Conroy sold it so much. I giggled like a stupid schoolboy. What? I don't remember what it was. He said something to, it was some little stinger line that he said to somebody. Uh, I think it was bring it on Skeletor. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Bring it on Skeletor. And I was just like, that is so stupid, but that's awesome. No, it made, uh, that was fantastic. I mean, dude, Conroy sells stuff. Like he can that. sell stuff, but that. That was perfect. That was perfect for that line, and he, <laughs> he nailed it. And then, like, there's a through line a little bit where um, Starboy uh, says somewhere earlier, is like, yeah, you should listen to Creepy Man or whatever what he calls him. Scary Man or something. Scary like Man, that. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... <laughs> and even then, like, later, um, he's telling, uh, what is his name? Uh... <sighs> oh, what is that guy's name? The guy, that Skeletor. What's his actual name in this oh, movie? Dude, I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, it's not like Adam. It's not Adam. It's Metro. Metro. Therom. Theron. No, that was Therok was the uh, cyborg. Therok. Okay. And there was Therok. There was Validus. But I think Validus was the brain dude. Was yeah, it? yeah. Something like that. Validus is the brain dude. I've anyway. seen that guy. Uh, another place. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Legion guy. I'm not a big Legionnaires guy. Should have written like, down I've his name. Huge. So, uh, disintegrating dude. <laughs> he's talking to him at some point and he, he like he's, you see him through the fight kind of just like beat down that one arm and mm-hmm. he's like what was he I wrote it down he's like you might not be human but you fall like one yes <laughs> fuck yes that's good yeah and then late, just after that Starboy shows up he's like he really is scary <laughs> it was perfect it's, this, it, it's perfect for that character it's the same guy we watched when we were nine years old man it was perfect yep as it, it was funny because I was thinking this the whole time I was thinking about it the entire time, mm-hmm. but as Starboy is like sacrificing himself, my wife looks at me and goes, "I'm a mother effing Starboy." It's a stupid weekend <laughs> song, and I'm like, "Oh, I know, I know." No, that didn't even hit me. <laughs> most of the time watching Starboy, I was uh, most of the time I was thinking like, "Dude, he's so powerful." Yeah, like the ability to control density. Like, just actual density of objects? Jesus, that is off the charts. That mm-hmm. is Omega level if you're in Marvel. That's absurd. And uh, apparently he can do it with several at once. Like, they make a moment of when he pulls himself out of the rubble and he build, like pulls an entire fucking building up around himself. Like, absurd power levels. Yeah. So, I, I was enjoying every... Like, I was completely distracted by that. And also, how cool his costume is. Mm-hmm. Like, really cool costume in the animated medium. For it yeah. to kind of always be shimmering as though he's kind of like, it, it's as though you're seeing, like you ever use the like Google Earth, uh, Google Sky or whatever they used to call it. It's, but you can hold the, you could get this app and you can hold the phone wherever you want. And it'll show you what the constellations no, are. I've never used that. That's awesome. But you can hold it at the ground and it'll show you what the constellations are supposed to look like on the other side of the earth at that moment. Oh, that's dope. But that's what his cost. It looked like his costume was doing was like, it looked like everywhere you saw him, you were really just seeing the constellations that were out there behind him. Yeah. It was cool. Not to mention in his little finale, like the animation on the sun itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, those, that, that was, was amazing. Yeah. Like that somebody needs an award for that shit. Mm-hmm. Plus the character the whole time with the mental illness. I, I'm just following that and his little storyline of, like you said, getting left behind over and over again. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on with him. I enjoyed it. Like I wish we had more time with him. Yeah. Being pushed aside, being, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that was all good stuff. And then having a very touching funeral where, you know, 
people from the future show up to mm-hmm. on that day because they must know in the future that that yeah. was the day. Like that's that's a lot. It was yeah powerful scene. Yeah, and I liked his character a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, I'm from the future. Yeah, this I'm in the past. Okay, you're scared of the costume. <laughs> yeah, just go nude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that he said? Scary guy should let you help. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also, apparently, um. I liked Jessica's arc in this thing, but uh, a lot of fun when she finally kind of goes into full limelight, mm-hmm. like later on in the movie when she really flexes her muscles and, oh, okay, this, she just leveled a mountain and beat the people that took out the Justice League. All right. Yeah, so, if, uh, if anything, that was cool, but it, it also like in some ways felt a little sudden for her to be to switch so much. Yeah. For me, it was a yes and no. Like the whole movie revolves around. <laughs> it was one of my favorite lines of it was actually the ring sitting there at some point telling her like, you're, you're a green lantern. You can do whatever. It's like, you're a ring. You don't know Dick. <laughs> loved that. <laughs> really loved that. Yeah. And it was, it's kind of different from every other green lantern that you've seen before. Like mm-hmm. Guy Gardner's ego is like enhanced by it. John Stewart's made humble by it. Hal Jordan is emboldened by it. Kyle Rayner is just like almost enslaved by it. Like, well, I guess I must be that brave if you're telling me I am. Mm-hmm. And then she comes along and was like, you're a fucking ring. <laughs> I've been in therapy for three years and I can barely get out of bed. Go fuck off. <laughs> yep. It's it's great. And uh, like the whole story arc goes uh, is is all about her just coming to this point where she's emboldened. And, and, and as she puts it later, like uh, Starboy, will, he'll always be my hero because... Uh, she says it in a different order, but she says, like, he kept telling me I was brave until I believed it, mm-hmm. which was a cool line. Like, her whole eulogy for Starboat was really well written. Yeah. Um, even including the, like, MLK line about, like, you know, in the darkness, that's the only time we can see the stars and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, it was a well-written eulogy. Well-written part of the movie. But that worked for me a lot, though. It was like, it, she was always a Green Lantern waiting to happen, and then there's this catalytic moment. There's this character who comes along at the right time, all that. That worked for me. It was, it was a well-built part of the story. And then she was a badass. Uh-huh. She like, was. it was fun. I, I enjoyed watching her whip everybody's ass at the end of that. Like, when she just takes the dude's arm off, it's like, fuck yeah, that needed to happen before. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Superman should have just done that when he had the chance. Just, Bow. Oh, that's not Superman, as we've been told timeless. What? Yeah, Superman's not just going to rip somebody's arm off. It's Superman. No, he'll just rip an arm off. That's just a biological arm. Wow. What the hell was that? I don't know. We must have lost power. That little battery thing saved us. Let's wrap up and export that before we... (laughs) That was terrifying. I was like, well, I guess guess we'll do this later. Yeah, the sound even is even different. We need to wrap this up now and export. All right. I don't have much else to say. I think it was a great movie. We just had some weird stuff happen with our with our text. So. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. We're, we're gonna, gonna bounce wrap this up, and uh, the angels have have come to our aid once one, and we're not gonna press it. Right. Uh, oh, my favorite part. I didn't say how I voted. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that was a Miss Martian. She was. 
Those two, I enjoyed those two. Those two should be together in the future. I, I like that. Who, what two should be together in the future? Miss Martian and Batman. I like their dynamic. Like romantically? No. Oh, good. No, I like their back and forth. Oh, yeah. Like when she, and he's like, I don't like to work with teenagers. And she turns into... Into Robin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Point taken. Don't push it. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Bounce. We're going to wrap go. up. Uh, well, we still have a chance. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Patreon.com slash DC on screen. DC on screen.com for everything. Uh, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Le migliori firme con sconti fino al 70% direttamente a casa tua? Ora si può, con il servizio shopping da casa di MacArthur Glen La Reggia Designer Outlet. Puoi acquistare le collezioni primavera-estate comodamente dal tuo divano. Vai su lareggiadesigneroutlet.it, contatta il tuo brand preferito e completa l'acquisto online. Le firme che ami, mai così vicine a te.